college football season is right around the corner. The media and the fans will be talking about the players, the head coaches, the offensive and defensive coordinators. What you won't hear enough talk about is the strength and conditioning coaches. These coaches are the glue to every Division I program in the country. They play a huge role in the success of athletes and their coaches. Today, I sit down with one of the leading head strength and conditioning football coaches in the country. We discuss the importance of being the best player for your team, getting to know what motivates each athlete, building relationships, and getting every player to buy in by using what he calls the hunger board. Louis Corrala, head football strength and conditioning coach at Georgia Tech University, next on the Athlete One Podcast. Welcome to the Athlete One Podcast. Veteran high school baseball coach Ken Carpenter takes you into life's classroom as experienced through sports. Go behind the scenes with athletes and coaches as they share great stories, life lessons, and ways to impact others. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Ken Carpenter, and this episode of the Athlete One Podcast is powered by the Netting Professionals, improving programs one facility at a time. The Netting Professionals specialize in the design, fabrication, and installation of custom netting for baseball and softball, including backstops, batting cages, BP turtles, screens, ball carts, and so much more. They also design and install digital graphic wall padding, windscreen turf, turf protectors, dugout benches, and dugout cubbies. They're not only limited to just baseball and softball. The netting pros also work with football, soccer, lacrosse, and golf courses. Contact them today at 844-620-2707 or info at nettingpros.com. You can visit them online at www.nettingpros.com or check out the Netting Pros on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn for all their latest products and projects. If you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to hit the subscribe button, rate the show, and leave us a review. Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Athlete One Podcast. Now to my interview with Louis Corrala, the Georgia Tech head football strength and conditioning coach. Coach, thanks for taking the time out of your busy day to join me on the Athlete One podcast. Yes, sir. I appreciate you reaching out. I'm looking forward to it. Well, I got, I got to ask, uh, Clemson's right around the corner. How excited are you for that game? We're excited. I mean, we're just excited for the season in general. And, yeah, that's a big game. But um, we love – I love how hard our team works. I love the guys we have right now. And they're very confident. And I think they're very hungry to get going. Why well, I, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about how your approach is as a strength and conditioning coach. And I've heard you discuss the little things and you've talked about the players that hustle from drill to drill and just the fact that they care about everything that they do will help them be successful, not only in what you're trying to do as a football strength coach, but in life. 
Give me an example of what you mean by that. Yeah. So like there, there's always one thing I always go back to about details and it's just about touching the line. So like when we're running a big thing as a team and the whole team's supposed to touch the line, turn around and go back. If one guy doesn't touch the line, that's a five yard penalty, you know? So it doesn't matter what we did on that play. We could have had an 80 yard touchdown, but we all moved back five yards at the end and nothing happened. So I've seen that way too much in football and I've also seen it in life. You know, I think if you're the guy that doesn't find it very important to touch that line, you're also going to be the guy that lets his team down in critical moments. You're probably going to be the guy that skips class and doesn't think it's a big deal. You're probably going to be the guy that doesn't pay attention to meetings and, and so on, you know, don't treat your wife correctly. Be, you know, be a passive dad. It, it all goes into the same thing of just touching the line. Well, Something that jumped out to me re- recently, and I went ahead and retweeted it, was uh, there's nothing, nothing better than being a part of a team. And you said, stop trying to be the best player on the team and focus more on being the best player for your team. And to me, I being a, a high school baseball coach, I think that ought to be hanging in every locker room in America. And uh, that's one of the best quotes I think I've ever heard. But how do you get your players and parents to focus on that team success? Right. But right now they just want and want and want, but they don't want to earn and earn and earn. And I think that's a huge mistake on their part. If they don't get their way right away, they want to transfer, which look, everyone's in their ear these days. Social media is in their ear. Not only just their parents or their old coaches, but everyone. So they put all this pressure on themselves and they don't want to fight and they don't want to have grit and they don't want to have adversity to overcome and become a better human being because of it. They just want the easy way out and that's it. And that's not what's waiting for them on the other side. And when, as soon as they get out of sports, if they don't get their way, I mean, what are they going to do? They got to get a job. They got to make money. They got to put food on the table. So you not knowing how to get through adversity and you not being humble and keeping your head down and trying to just be a part of something bigger than yourself, I think you're setting yourself up to fail miserably. Why? Well, I get the impression that you're big on relationship building and everything I've read about you, everything I've seen on video is you really focus on building that strong relationship. And how has that helped you to become named the national strength coach of the year? Oh man. Um, so every head job, I've had four head jobs and every job I've had, I've interviewed every kid I've ever coached. So it's like, it all goes back to, all right, so I'm the new guy on staff and I'm going to run the whole weight room now and, and be the culture guy. Well, if I'm going to ask all this stuff from the kids, I better get to know the kids first. And, and I've told every kid I've ever coached, like, please don't respect me yet. Like, I don't. I'm just another guy to you right now. You don't need to respect me. But if if you give me the time to get to know you and if you give me the time to be consistent and pour positive energy into your life, I'm sure by the end I'll, I'll have earned your respect. But don't do it yet. And um, so, I, yeah, I ask them 25 questions about their life. And it takes, you know, maybe a month or two to get the whole team in my office for 20 minutes of pop. But, uh, man, is it so worth it. And, and it's such a helpful tool to – break through with kids and get them past a mental wall and read their body language and help them through obstacles that they face and keep them in line with what they tell you. So 
yeah, that it's everything. I mean, you, you expect to get a lot out of kids if you're barking orders and don't care about them. I think you're wasting your time. Well, I imagine that probably carries over beyond the four or five years you get to be around them and, and you probably hear back from them probably later on in their lives as uh, husbands and, and uh, fathers and situations like that, I would think. No question. It's the best part of the job. The impact you, the greatest impact you have is the impact you'll never see. And it's like, once they leave you, I mean, that's really when your relationship is just beginning. Like I always say, these, these players, your current players right now are going to be your former players long after. So it's all about your intent to keep in touch with them. But you know, it's funny all the kids reach out long after I'm done coaching them. And yeah, they remember like the lifts and stuff and maybe some wins here and there, but they remember like the messages I try to give them, like the printouts that I gave them to take home with them and just all the messages throughout the year I've given the kids. And it, you just get so close because you go through so much together and it never ends. You, you, I could see a kid that I haven't talked to in years, but give them the biggest hug if I run into them at some point. I think that's huge. This thing you call the hunger board. Explain how you can apply that, not only to just football, but how that could be applied to just about any sport, I would think. Yeah, it's the best thing that I've learned in this profession. You know, one of my former bosses at uh, Mississippi State, Matt Bayless, he he kind of gave me that idea, and I, I loved it. So, yeah, there's three categories of effort. You're either satisfied, hungry, or starving. And if you're satisfied, it's really – you're good with what you've done already. You're not trying to improve. You're going to leave the second the lift is done or practice and not stay after it all. You're good. You're satisfied. You're hungry. All right. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to work hard when you have to, you know, like you're going to do a good job. You're going to be average though, because you're going to do what most people do. But then if you're starving, like I can't kick you out of this weight room. Like you always are here. You, you have such a burning desire in your heart to just sh- keep showing up Saturday at nine to 12. We're open optionally. You're there at eight forty-five, waiting for the door to open. I mean, it's just, there's a difference and it's a small difference that makes all the difference. And I think that's what people forget, like greatness and starving. It's very close to hungry. It's very close to average. But it's just that little bit of extra that adds up over time. And all of a sudden, you're way, you're way ahead. And I think that applies to everything. Like in the workforce, you get to work a little bit earlier than someone that is your competition. You're going to be in that person's head. You stay a little later than that person. You're going to be in that person. Like you're just going to create some discomfort in people's minds that, yeah, you are outworking them. And you are going to get that next that promotion or whatever it is same goes for family you could go through every day and never do anything special for your family you know or wait for a birthday or something like that or you know you could be driving home on a random monday and get flowers for your wife or get an extra little thing for your kids or that that makes their day and it's all intentional social media you know a lot of times you can you know, people view it as a positive. A lot of people kind of go the negative route. When you're 
you tend to, from what I see, it looks more like a positive for you. And how can we get coaches, regardless of sport, to use it in a way that benefits the team and the the individuals that are a part of that team? Yeah, social media is interesting because there's a lot of hate out there waiting for you, no matter what you post. So, yeah, I mean, like COVID really um, got me out of my comfort zone on social media. You know, I would never make a video and post it. You know, I just wasn't even in my thought process to do that. But you know, not being with the players for that long. And you had to be creative and think of ways to get it out there. So I, I, since I've been an assistant at Michigan, I just tried to kind of tweet something motivational once a week. And, you know, that carried over for the next nine years, whether it was video or just writing or whatever, but it's always a good way to connect with the players you coach and then also make new relationships that you would have never had. You know, that, that's what I've found a lot, like meeting you never, I would never know you if it wasn't for social media, you know, or we would have never been able to talk like this. So I, I try to see all the positives in it. And yeah, even though people like could say what they want or yeah, he, oh, whatever, look, you don't got to live with my purpose, buddy. So you can say what you want and I'm just going to keep trying to do a good job for my kids at home, my wife, my team that I'm with and people that want to receive the message. Exactly. I, you know, you can take social media and make it, you know, mindlessly just keep scrolling and scrolling. But if you really focus in on some people that have really great messages to put out, you can, you can get so much value from it. And I mean, just your hunger board alone, I am going to run that by some coaches that I know and be like, this is something everybody should be doing. And, you know, I, can't say enough good things about just just that one little thing that I got out of it. And now I get a chance to talk to you and learn so much more. And obviously you're going to be somebody that I'm going to be looking just probably like every Georgia Tech football player to see what you have to say, because I think there's a lot of value to it. Now, what I wanted to touch on was how you introduced yourself to the University of Louisiana, the Raging Cajun football team. And how you use that to, to hold players accountable. You talked about, I believe if I'm remembering right, you said you don't want to be their friends. You want to be their best friend. Yeah, it's, uh, you've done your research. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's every team I've ever had. I just said, uh, like, I'm not here to be your friend. I'm here to be your best friend because your best friend is never going to let you be average, is always going to look out and hold you accountable, is going to see if you're settling, is going to know if you're messing up on the weekends, is going to keep you on track of what you said you wanted long after the emotion dies down. So, yeah, like being a best friend, I don't think people have many of them. and But I think that they feel like they do until real adversity punches them. Then, then they got to look around. Like after you lose a game, for example, big and embarrassing fashion on national TV, who's really texting you then? Like after we win a big one on national TV and on Sports Center and all, everyone's texting you. After you get a big job, everyone's texting you. But who's texting you when you got fired 
and you just lost 11 games and your wife's pregnant looking for health insurance. Like there's not many. So that that's where I come from with that statement. Like I have learned who my best friends are. I have learned who will never turn their back on me. And I've also learned who will not be there for me and is just fake. So that's what I try to be to the guys, just a real guy that wants to be genuine with them and help them in dark times. Well, I, I promised that I would hold it to just 20 minutes and I could obviously talk to you forever on this stuff, but um, I'm an Ohio state grad. I, I live here at, at, right outside of Columbus, Ohio. You had a chance to coach for Michigan and when teams have a, a big rival, whether it's high school, college, professional, whatever it may be, you probably have that with the Georgia Tech, Georgia, and you experienced it from the Michigan side playing Ohio State in football. Is there a benefit to saying, all right, we're really locking in on that game? I know at Ohio State, you hear them talk about it's. It's been talked about forever since Ohio State just got knocked off by Michigan last year. Do you have that with Georgia Tech, Georgia, and how was that being on that that side of things as as a Michigan coach and now as a Georgia Tech coach? Yeah, I mean, working at Michigan was one of the best memories in my life. You know, running out of that tunnel, hitting the banner, playing at Ohio State on the road in the cold. I mean, I mean, just things you dream about. You're on the field. You know, and that, that was that was very special. That game is something else. I I don't know if much compares to that. That's pretty good, but. Georgia and Georgia Tech, recently it hasn't even been close. So, um, like, we have to take care of our division and get better at that, I think. I don't think we're very worried about Georgia because they're so far ahead right now. But um, you never know either. You, you just never know how a game goes. So I'm always hopeful. I just think right now we're trying to catch up with our own league and uh, size and talent and, you know, just put a good season together rather than, worry about the rivalry at the end. I don't think that's been as big of a deal um, in previous spots. As the strength coach at a Division I football program, I know with Mickey Mariotti at Ohio State, to me, he seems like the glue to the whole program. And from what I've read and researched about past players that you've coached, they they really speak very highly of you and in just to, to, to get this point across to the listeners that I have, and a lot of them are, are high school coaches, how important and how much stress do you think we need to put on getting athletes in the weight room? Yeah, I mean, first of all, Mickey Marotti is the glue. Mickey Marotti is someone I look up to a lot and always have, and I text him that too. You know, I, I make sure he knows how appreciated he is in this whole field and how much he's done for people that didn't even work for him. So, but yeah, I mean, the weight room is just, it's the, it's the engine of a program. You know, I, I really think it's, you know, you can overlook it, but then you're also wondering why you're home in the playoffs, you know? Yeah. So, and I know college is well versed and everyone's very, very good at their own strength programs. And I, I genuinely believe that, if you miss out on the on a strength coach, you miss out on the culture, and you miss out on a good heartbeat for your team. You just miss out on the special 
part of it. You know, I, I think if if that guy doesn't have his heart and soul invested in the players, I don't think the team could be what they could be. Yes. Well, I, to give you an idea, I my son, I, I'm not very big in stature. My son graduated high school as a baseball player, 5'8", maybe 150 pounds. But the impact that R.B. Jones, who an ACC guy, he played uh, guard for Wake Forest, he was the strength coach at our high school, and he had a, such a huge impact on him. The, what a strength coach can do for an athlete is just amazing, and it's much more than just lifting, and it's it's that that bond and relationship he has, and I'm sure that's been the same way for you. Absolutely. I mean, the wedding invites that you get, uh, I mean, just when they texted pictures, they had kids, and they got, you know, just, there's so much more to life that you get out of this thing than just getting kids stronger and faster. It's, uh, it's truly, it's truly a blessing to have this platform. And I don't, I don't try to take it for granted at all because I know how quick it can be taken. And if I'm going to have it for an unknown amount of time, I'm going to try to make the most of it. So. Well, Hey, great stuff, coach. And I really appreciate you taking the time to, uh, to be on the podcast with me. How can the listeners follow you on social media um at lewis corella on twitter and then at lou corella on instagram and i on instagram i try to share something daily for um in my story that can help people great well coach thanks again lou corella the georgia tech head football strength and conditioning coach thanks again coach for being on the podcast thank you so much for having me appreciate you if you enjoyed this episode, check out our back catalog at athlete1.net. We have over 50 episodes with great athletes and coaches all over the country. Also, if you're looking to upgrade your facility, be sure to reach out to Will Miner and his team at the Netting Professionals. You can contact them today at 844-620-2707 or info at nettingpros.com. You can visit them online at www.nettingpros.com or you can check out all their products and projects on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Until next Wednesday, thanks again for listening to the Athlete One Podcast.